Hello, I'm Dahlia. And I'm Alma. This is Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. Y'all miss that. Alma was uh, singing our I have a beautiful voice. I have the voice of an angel. <laughs> she was just singing her theme song. And let's just say it didn't go well. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> okay. Uh, today, we are we got a special request movie from the creator of the movie themselves. Yeah. What movie would that be, Alma? It is Mandeo Returns. Okay. Ooh. So this is kind of embarrassing. Oh, yeah. Um, I was pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> I was calling it Mandau. And that probably made me misspell it many, many times. And then when we were watching it, we're like, oh, Mandeo. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it looks it, it looks like it's Mandeo. Like it's exactly. <laughs> it looks exactly like it's, yeah, whatever. But you know what I mean. Okay, Alma. So why don't you tell us a little bit about the movie? The movie... I don't want to keep saying. Oh my god, I'm looking at your notes, Alma, and she has it fun. She has it spelled out phonetically. I do that with a lot of words and names so that I pronounce them correctly. <laughs> Mandeo. Yes. That's how she wrote Mandeo. it. Mandeo. <laughs> Mandeo returns. Is written and directed by Scott Dunn. Mm-hmm. It stars Scott Dunn. Mm-hmm. Sean Liang. Oh my god, are you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I am. <laughs> it stars. Okay. Sean McBride, Gina Gomez mm-hmm. Dunn, uh, Jenny Lorenzo, mm-hmm. Jimmy O'Doherty, mm-hmm. and Alexander Chen. And I'm going to punch you by the end of this. <laughs> she punches hard, too. No, I don't. I barely. I had to learn because everybody was complaining that I hit them too hard. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. But I can't help it. It's just like my arm just extends and it goes flying out. <laughs> she li- you, literally, <laughs> you literally can't help it. Literally. It's your arm. It's like you a reflex. It. Reflex. Sorry, I'll stop. I know that's a song, but I can't remember it anymore. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so Mandela Returns is a sequel, but we were assured beforehand by the uh, the people behind the movie that we did not need to see the first one. However, we are going to see the first one. We just kind of doing it out of order. We're doing it out of order. Well, we did that with with like the I think we were doing that with the Hatchet movies too. It's like when we don't realize something's uh a series and then we're like oh okay we'll go back and we'll uh, we'll watch it and then then everything will make sense but you don't need to watch the first one which is mandeo of the dead but you don't need to watch the first one to enjoy this one so if you haven't watched it hit pause now if you don't want us to ruin this does you know give you lots of spoilers but if you've been listening to us you know at least even one episode, you would know we're going to give all the spoilers right now. So mm. you knew what you were getting into when you pressed play. We I'm ruined just saying. everything. We ruined everything. everything. We're going to, 
Okay, Alma's favorite part of the movie. It's uh, rating um, the time. Pre- the pre-movie experience. Okay, the movie is not rated, <laughs> but not like not rated like in like, art. Ooh, there's look no at all the boobies. Listed. Yeah, there's no boobies and no peni. No peni? Sorry, no, this is no none boobies? of anything. No religion either. <laughs> it, but I did find a rating on Amazon where you could rent it. It was rated 13 plus there. But when watching the movie, I'd, I'd say there's only just some like some some blood, a little bit of blood here and there. And um, they said, I think they said fuck like one time, but we're going to say it at least a thousand times during this <laughs> episode. So that makes up for So automatic takes that up to an R, you know, and I don't even know. They, they should have like a maximum amount of, of like. We should rate our podcast for how oh many times. Oh my god! Oh god! We, we use fuck. Like I don't 10 even want to know. Or a hundred or more, or a thousand. I more. don't even want to know. Okay, so she just gave you the rating system. I'm going to do my own little rating system here. I noticed that during this movie, I had many, many, many myoclonus episodes. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. I, I my body was going crazy. Uh, I don't know if it was the noise or the picture or what it was, but just letting y'all know, you know, if y'all happen to have a little, little bit of myoclonus going on, your your body it, may that's go. That's the trigger warning. That's the trigger I didn't warning. Have one. I didn't have one. So the trigger warning is for myoclonus <laughs> that it may affect you because it affected me. <laughs> okay. So I have my coffee in my hands right now and I gave Alma, I actually made hers because she's been bitching she and complaining did. the whole time she's been here. I've been requesting. I thought this was a and b Oh my God. Again, you press one button. One, she presses, all she has to do is press one button. But then I have to put the coffee in a pod thing and close it and then move it over to oh the Keurig and put literally, it in there and close the lid. It's so many steps. Literally one so minute. So many steps. Literally one minute. But anyways, we're drinking the uh, Cafe Ole San Antonio brew again. Ole. Um, I really like this one. Oh, tomorrow I'm going to Summer Moon. Remember where I got those other beans from? I'm going there tomorrow to get She's going to go get her beans. Why does it sound dirty when you say that? <laughs> I had a throat burp. Oh. <laughs> She's going to get her beans like Jack and the Beanstalk. That's what it sounds like every time you say you're really? getting beans. Yeah. Well, okay. Magic beans. I'm going to go get my magic beans. But yeah. All right, so I got my coffee so I can stay awake because y'all know how Alma bores me to to, to sleep. And I am. I'm very dull. <laughs> and we also want to share real quick that we have some goodies ordered uh, for our giveaway and some, some for us as well. So we got some candles coming from Final Girl Candle Company. And then we special ordered. Uh, oh, yeah. We What's that word? What's that special word? We commissioned. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the crotchet project. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But we commissioned. Oh. We commissioned a couple of little crochet dolls from Tales. Crochet dolls. From Tales from the Stitch. And I cannot wait to see them. I don't, yeah, I'm already teasing it and they're for us. So I don't know why I'm telling you guys, but I want you all to get excited for us because that's really cool. I love the little American Psycho doll that we saw on Twitter with the. With the little oh, crochet penis. Oh my god! Yes, that was so, Love so it. cute. So if y'all haven't followed her yet, Tales from the Stitch on Instagram and Twitter, go over there. She shares all the little things that she crochets. They're little dolls. Well, I mean, then they call dolls. I don't know. I call them moppets. But anyways, she she crochets horror themed shit. 
And like the Alma said right now that she crocheted a little American psycho with his peni hanging out. Yeah, with his peni. It sounds like with a little tiny peni. <laughs> <laughs> I like to say peni plural, but I don't think you even say penis. No, plural but it's like much that. fancier <laughs> than penises. <laughs> one, one penis, two peni. Okay. Uh, how much of that are you going to cut out? <laughs> All right, let's get into our movie. Movie starts out with... With? <laughs> Stop laughing because I like it. I'm keep oh it my in there. God. I try not to laugh. Okay. Uh, what's Go wrong ahead. with my mouth and my throat? <laughs> okay, the opening scene of this movie, we are seeing that Mandeo, the star of the movie, can astral project. And... I started getting like kind of vibes. I don't know if you did as well, but um, it was a little bit of Doctor Who, a little bit of Poltergeist um, kind of vibes from it. The the imagery and the the feel of that opening scene. So he's astral projecting, and at the same time, he's being asked if he still astral projects. So I wasn't quite sure. Is it, he's is he kind of dreaming? I think it's just more kind of covering what the important keynotes from probably the first oh okay gotcha okay catch up because it's giving you that background information okay okay well then that makes sense because i i totally understood from that that mm-hmm. he astro projects so he's he's in the astral fe- astral field and he's looking for his dad well obviously i guess he's passed on and then he comes upon his father and his dad tells him stop fucking around stop astro projecting and i was like well He's already there. So why don't you, I mean, he's already astral projecting. So why don't you just talk to him? Already? You know, That's you know what true. I mean? He's, it's he, like, he wants to talk to him. He's already there. Yeah. I mean, just sit down, have a coffee or something. Answer his questions three I, and <laughs> let him pass. <laughs> like that. Okay. So then he wakes up. He's done with that. And he's like, uh, he's like, I could, t- I, yeah, I get it. If my, if my dad told me not to astral project, after I was already astral projecting and all I wanted to do was talk to him, like, how do wake up kind of bummed too? But he wakes up and I love this. I love it. I love it. He has a, <laughs> I'm just going to say it. He has a nephew who's a grown ass man <laughs> and he's white. Oh yeah. <laughs> and Mandeo isn't quite white. <laughs> I'm saying that nicely because this dude his nephew keeps calling him Uncle, Uncle Jay. Jay. <laughs> but the way he talks to him, he talks to him like he's his elder. But I think the he, nephew I, is older than him. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. It's funny. Jackson's the nephew and he, I don't know. I would have to look up their age. I don't want to guess. But he just comes off as being like the older, like he's an older nephew, grown ass adult talking to his uncle <laughs> kind of like but from the little kid uncle jay uncle jay yeah like, like for the little kid for uh-huh. like oh my god and he was sleeping in a tent <laughs> he's sleeping in a tent in the living room which makes it seem very so that's why for a while i was looking at i was looking i was like okay um is this like a little kid trapped in a man's body and that was like from the first part or something it's like no he just really looks up to his uncle (laughs) and then he just happens to live in a tent in the living room so but yeah i I thought that was really cute so now they're they're both hanging out in the living room they're watching tv and then on the tv they see news of this actress her name is aura i like that name Mm -hmm. it's a pretty name anyway so she has 
died. She's a young actress. Then comes in another roommate. And this roommate, he, he's a fan of hers. And he comes in, he's all fucking excited because he's all going like, ooh, I'm going to be like so-and-so's assistant. And it's like, wait a minute, what? Didn't we just hear she died? But he's like, he knows she just that she died. He, <laughs> this is so weird. He is going to pretend that he can get in contact with her. So he's already got a dude lined up that's going to pay for his psychic abilities to be able to contact the dead aura. So he's all excited about that. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's also a fan of her. So I guess he's thinking like, um, well, I, I finally get to be close to her or something like that. But I just think it's funny because when he comes in, I'm like, he, he was talking that the conversation was like that he wasn't really a psychic, but later on we start seeing things that like maybe he was. <laughs> so, but yeah, he's like, he's all excited. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna woo, call up, do a seance and all that bullshit. So now Jay Mandeo, he kind of, I don't know, he looks kind of gloomy and all that. And obviously I, I know why. He just had this astral projection thing. His dad tells him not to astral project. I'm like, dad, I'm already here. And his dad shoes him away and he wakes up. He has a spirit box. And I, lately too, but I love reading stories about spirit boxes. I thought the spirit box was so adorable because it's all like, it's it like, what is he using? Like bubble gum and it's foil. It's handmade and it's got <laughs> Christmas lights wrapped around the <laughs> And antenna. then he has tape like on it to make a little, not a frowny face exactly, but it's kind a of, face. Like I, I, <laughs> I thought it was really cute, but he's been trying to get this um, spirit box to work on. And, and I'm saying obviously, because he's trying to, you know, reach his dad. But when I'm watching the spirit box, I'm thinking of that movie frequency and the movie, you know, they made into a series, which was canceled, which is sad because I liked it. I like these elements. Uh, uh, um, there's going to be a seance. They have a spirit box. So Andy is the one that's going to pretend to be a psychic, but he might really be a psychic kind of. But so yeah, like, that part was very unclear. But maybe we need, we, I think he's using his um, Jay's power. Yeah, because but... Jay can ask to project. During the movie, we're also learning that Mandeo can go back. He can go back in time somehow. It's somehow in his astral projecting, he can go back in time any part. and he can like fix shit. But it's also, you know, you know how it is. You, if you go back and fix shit, you may fuck something up. So maybe that's why they don't do it very often. So he can go back in time and he can astral project. So Andy wants to use those special powers to trick this dude that's coming to speak to the dead actress. So this dude's called dead. Dead. <laughs> we should just call him Ted. Is he dead <laughs> this dude is called Ted. Ted is Aura's manager. He wants to get in contact with her. So they set up this whole seance thing. But the difference between this seance thing where it's fake and where others, you know, the others are fake. This one's halfway real because they're oh. using Mandeo. So Mandeo puts on some beats. He lays back and he goes into a little astral projection kind of thing. And he, when he does that, he can see everything that's going on around him. So he's in another world. He's, a, but he's sleeping on the bed and he's watching everything that's going on. So he can, you know, he can kind of help trick this dude into thinking that shit's going on. So Andy is over here promising that he can, Oh, I got aura over here. Oh yeah. She's talking. So Andy's got 
Mandeo doing shit. And then they also got the other dude, the one that keeps saying Uncle Jay. He's in another room on a fucking walkie-talkie making voices like he's the, the dead chick. And it's like, she starts, it, it, it all goes wrong, okay? It all goes wrong, obviously, because this is all a trick, even though he can't astral project. That's so funny. That's what I think is so funny yeah, about it's this. Like half, it's like half there. Yeah. It's like, you <laughs> you know, it's like maybe they could have just used Jay, but maybe I don't know. The other guy. It's funny showman. though. I think Andy's I think it is a showman. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think it's funny because he can't actually speak to the dead, but the, he uses he uses Bandeo for his his nefarious deeds. It's not really nefarious though. He's just a scammer. <laughs> so yeah, well, is it scammy nefarious? Well, I always think of nefarious as worse than like. Maybe it'll be worse than scamming. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, nefarious is almost killing i think okay i don't know <laughs> i'm obviously not a cop over here i don't know why i said that <laughs> i sound drunk you guys <laughs> it's the coffee oh my god i do i feel i feel i feel loopy right now okay okay i okay. do too because i had all that hit me and okay sorry. you know what it is hmm. it dolly and i started off the morning hmm. over at <laughs> I can say it right. Magnolia Cafe. Okay, Dali and I started off the morning over at Magnolia Cafe mm. for the second day in a row. <laughs> um, she treated me to a B&B so we didn't have to do shit. And like, I mean, like literal shit. We didn't have to do shit. We didn't do nothing. So this is the second day we go to eat and we ordered enough food for like six people. <laughs> it was embarrassing. <laughs> but we ate it. Yeah, but we ate it. <laughs> we ate it. We ate it. It was good. It was so delicious. Good. I think we're hopped up on like, is that the word hopped? Hopped up? Hopped. Yeah, sure. Hopped. Why not? Hopped up on sugar and, and, and coffee syrup and, and bananas. Syrup. <laughs> And I had an omelet that's actually called the T-Rex omelet. Oh, my God, yes. So I'm a literal fucking animal eating my fucking omelet. <laughs> Why is it called the T-Rex? What was in it? It had, it just had like turkey. Um, oh, it had pico de gallo that was fucking mm. spicy. It was really good. Um, and avocado. I don't know why, why it was it called, called the T-Rex. T-Rex. It's probably just because it was like a really fat omelet. <laughs> they were like... Go ahead, girl. You do you, boo. And oh my God. I ate that bitch. And we had, I came with potatoes and everything. But yeah, we had we had a lot. Of and food. we each had our own stack of pancakes. Because <laughs> I wanted mine with bananas. <laughs> I didn't want bananas in mine. So we both got our own pancakes anyways. So yeah, I feel it's like I'm a little loopy right now from all that food from earlier. So while Jay is, we're going back to the movie now, obviously. We're going back in time, just like Jay. <laughs> so uh, in back in the movie, um, while they're doing their shenanigans over here, Jay gets distracted because he actually does end up seeing the dead actress, Aura. So she she comes up to him and they start talking. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of you. You know, the other dead people are talking about you. And he gets all excited because he's like, I'm famous. And he's like uh oh yeah i like your stuff too and it's kind of it was kind of a cute exchange because she like caught on she's like okay name me something that you like of mine and he couldn't think of anything because he's not he's not a fan of hers but he doesn't hate her he's just not a fan of hers but anyway so um she promised uh, i mean she asked if they can help her out because obviously she sees that he has these special powers and he's like yeah yeah sure we'll help you out we just gotta you just gotta pay us and Suddenly, boom, Andy pops in. And that's what we were saying. Is he really psychic? What's going on here? So Andy, the one that's pretending to be a fucking psychic over here, actually does 
pop up actually on the astral, astral plane. Project. Yeah. So he's there. And so he's like, okay, t- tell us where the money is and we'll, we'll help you not die. Basically is what he says. And she's like, okay, I got cash on my house here. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. All right. So they're like, okay, we'll help you out. We know where the cash is. That's the money that you're going to pay us. And all right, let's do it. So boom, they're in out. Okay. So basically she's paying them to go back in time to save her life so that she can continue on living. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure we added it. (laughs) I'm thinking back now. I totally did not say that, (laughs) but okay. So one thing I do want to mention because it happened during this scene the the astro plane field whatever they're they're in is kind of looks like they're surrounding some a little bit like in the real world but it's very muted and dark but the one thing i did notice is she did you notice how she was always having that red mm-hmm. yeah it was red and the red was very obvious and um so maybe that means something i don't know but it was you know everything else was muted dark and then she's wearing boom there's some red right there. Back in the real world now, it seems to have been a little time jump or something because Jay Mandeo wakes up and Andy, he, he asks Andy, it's like, oh, so did, we, so did we do it? And Andy's like, yeah, we did it. And he has the money in his hand. I'm like thinking, did, did we miss something? What happened here? Yeah, that's true. And, and he's like, yeah, we did it. So he's like, oh, good. Mandeo's like, oh, good. We did it. You know, like we helped her. We got the money. Everything's good. But that's not what happened. We end up finding out that fucking Andy did some shenanigans. They're doing a little flashback showing us what happened. So Andy drugged Mandale. So he sleeps a long time. We don't really see what happens to Jackson, but he's sleeping a long motherfucking time too. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was when they all went to the astral projection field, whatever you call it, y'all can tell I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when I say astral shit. I I keep calling it astral world, but like (laughs) A-S-T-R-O over an astral world. I remember he said, yeah. But okay, so what happened was he brings them back to the past but then somehow, because I guess he has some kind of psychic ability, he's able to push him back to the future, back to the future. Just waking him up. Like, basically, he he has he uses the music. That's right. Yeah, because he has, like, a, a phone and music. And, and when he's in Astral World, he, he goes and puts earplugs in. Yeah. So basically, he just wakes him up. Yeah. So, yeah, he's being... He's being doing some some nefarious that this is nefarious Mm -hmm. this is nefarious and see and that's why when jay woke up he was confused and didn't know what's going on because he'd been drugged by the potion so yeah so they were all supposed to go back in time they were supposed to save aura from being killed they were going to get paid for that from the money that she had given them from her dead self and everything was going to be good but andy went back and he fucked it up he took because he can't go back in time himself he needs mandeo to take Mm -hmm. him back in time so when mandeo got him back in time boom he sent him back to the future and now he's in the past and what does he do in the past he fucking possesses jackson he possesses jackson and uses his body to go to fucking aura's house steal her money and come back (laughs) he's looking like so like a little like a cat burglar and we noticed uh aura was knocked the fuck out she was knocked the fuck out so was she dead was she not he went and he stole the fucking money and then he didn't bother trying to save her so mandale's pissed off he's like you didn't try to save her and he's like oh i just needed the money so he was like like trying to defend his actions but he didn't fucking try to save her 
And I don't See, know. That was nefarious. That yeah, that because was because he basically ripped her off. Mm-hmm. I know she's like a ghosty and everything. Yeah, but he did promise that yep. he was gonna try to save her life, and he didn't. Mm-hmm. He was just gonna take the money. But on the other side, it's like we shouldn't fuck with bringing people back from the dead or going to save them because of like the whole butterfly effect. It fucks shit. Well, up. true, See? but then he also promised her. Well, you can't. He could have just not taken the money. You can't fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can't fuck with the spirit. And then, like, yeah, exactly. He stole from her. He stole from her. Now she's gonna get pissed. Why did I yell pissed like that? Because you're getting worked up for her. Remember, she's real fucking pumped the whole movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's just fucking doing coke all the fucking time. And she's just like hyped. She reminds me of me, because I'm not on coke. We're just like, uh, sometimes we just have sugar or caffeine. And we get... <laughs> That's a little punching in the air and all that shit. So, yeah, he fucking screwed her over. And he screwed over Mandeo. And he screwed over Jackson because he fucking possessed Jackson's body. And Jackson's all fucked up over here sleeping forever now. Or yeah, because he's knocked out. They mentioned that the the potion, the, I could call it like a potion, like it's magic. Um, he It was a, a sleepy remedy that yeah. he made himself, but it was uh, bad. Yeah. Like, so that's why they slept too fucking long. And Jackson was not waking up. And they didn't even fucking check on him. They did. He could have been dead there. Uh-huh. He could have been fucking dead. I mean, he looked like he he really could have been. He's just lying with his his fucking bottom half of his body out of the tent. <laughs> it's just like, dude, go see if he's breathing. So what the fuck happens next? When Jackson finally wakes up, he is acting weird. I yeah. guess you would say acting weird or strange. And then you see him grab a knife from the mm. kitchen uh. and go upstairs to Andy's room. Andy is the psychic dude. <laughs> okay. He's asleep in bed though. And Jackson kills him. Just like that. He okay. just fucking starts stabbing. Just stabbing him and stabbing him. And then Jay runs in and catches him. And Jackson is sitting on the ground with blood all over his hands and the knife. And freaked the fuck out because yeah. he has no idea what happened. Jay picks up the phone to call the police. But while listening to Jackson, he's like, should I do it? Should I do it? And decides not to call the police. But ties him up while he questions him this part is fucking hilarious though i think it's pretty good because he he it's like he doesn't know if he really did do it or should he listen to what he's trying to say yeah jackson is freaked out that he did this deed he's jackson you can tell from just his his character he's a really good dude he's like really kind he wouldn't ever do this but he knows he did it because he's standing there with the blood and the Mm -hmm. knife and it's so funny because as he's tied up, he's like, um, oh, oh, my God, am I, are the, am I going to be arrested? And, and Mandel does not even fucking try to placate him in any way. He's like, yeah. And then he's like, oh, my God, am I going to get the electric, electric chair? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so he gets tied up. And my favorite part of this is like, he's like, he's all tied up and he's just sitting there. He goes, time to ride the lightning. <laughs> laughing it's his delivery time to ride the lightning this movie is really it's really funny to me it's, oh god um, it was good he okay this this movie is obviously a low budget film but dali mentioned earlier uh that when he's in the astral projection world astral world um like the dark the the few effects that they use mm-hmm. are really good yeah when he's in astral world astral like the world. dark and then you can see him uh-huh. but when he goes into the astral plane and switches from one plane to the other because he's able to just get yeah. from here to there it looks fucking badass it's like uh i yeah. love that effect of like the purple yeah it's a really deep purple 
color like uh, that's that, that's what reminded me of doctor who that's, uh, like that's what reminded movie. me of doctor who so like, yeah <laughs> like in the water you know what i mean yeah anyway so he decides he's gonna find out what, what happened because he's believing him a little yeah. that he he doesn't remember or how it happened he's but at the same dude. time dolly and i are looking at each other like we've been laughing this whole time what the fuck why is andy because now he's dead yeah we've so been this thinking we got real all of a sudden <laughs> we were just over just gonna laugh here what the fuck no andy is dead we thought maybe like it was a dream no, he like was it's something no dead. he was he was for legit dead <laughs> so now they 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 have all this shit going on and they gotta fix it now okay. and don't forget remember we know that he can go back in time. So Alma, does he go back in time? What's going on? Yeah. So he is, he's riding the lightning. He <laughs> gets into astral world and he goes back to, and I wrote down the exact time. I wrote down the, the time uh-huh. because the, the rest of the movie is Thursday, um, Christmas Eve. Eve. Jay is in astral world now. Astral world. Andy comes in and he's like, oh, am I alive? Because I'm here. He's like, no, you're dead. <laughs> he got a little excited Aww. because he thinks he was alive because he's joining them in yeah. Astroworld. And Jax is there. So they make a quick plan. He's going to go back in time because he needs to see what happened yeah. that got fucked up. Okay. Why? Yeah. Why the fuck did Jackson go crazy there and kill and kill his Andy. family? So he goes back in time and they go to the night that Aura dies. Okay. So this is when we find out that Aura was snorting up coke all night. <laughs> <laughs> She's hilarious. She is fucking great. High. Actually, the actress we mentioned a few times, we love her. Oh, yeah. She's great. Uh, she's really good. And so Aura's snorting up coke <laughs> with her friend. And we noticed right away. From behind, the friend has a red wig. Uh-huh. It's just because the way the hair moves. So we're yeah. like, who's that? We didn't know she was with anybody yeah. the night she died. I'm like, is that the person that, oh, oh, something's going on here? Yeah, so we know right there that's the first thing we know. She was with somebody then. Because Jay can possess other people's bodies. He moves to Jackson's body. Jackson <laughs> in his, is, in his, is in his. It's so like, they've swapped bodies. It's like a like a, a freaky Friday. And I they're each other's why, but I didn't understand quite why. I, I think they say that they they have they can't possess their own body, I think is what it is. Because he's astral projecting, he can astral project into Jackson's body, yeah. and then I guess So they possess each other's body, which is really funny because then you see these they're each other's uh, personalities. And you can see why it's a little over the top because you can definitely tell that Jay is in Jackson's yes. body because Jackson keeps calling him fucking Uncle Jay. All right, Uncle Jay. All right, so Uncle he's Jay. Like, what are we doing, Uncle Jay? Okay, so <laughs> they're dressed up and we're like, what the fuck are they supposed to be? And they're wearing the most oh fucking hobo, like shit we would throw together when we were kids oh, to go for Halloween. Straight up, yeah. Um, hats and we're like, they're are pret- they supposed to be cops? They're pretending to be they're cops. They're pretending to be cops. So they bang on the door the red wig person takes off and they're banging on the door, the yelling cops and Aura freaks the fuck out. And she's like, it's a fucking cops, but she's like totally high. So everything she's doing while she's high is way over the top way animated. And so it was really funny. So they end up, she lets them in after she hides, um, hides all the drugs and they immediately shine a flashlight in her face so she can't see him even though she's like looking like why are you wearing cut off shorts and <laughs> and they're like just give us the drugs because that's how they're going to save her life yes. they figure let's just take her mm-hmm. her drugs away and then there's no and then we've saved her and she says that she is going to call her lawyer and then jackson out of nowhere does this weird oh my thing. god i said he jackson finger punches her in the back and knocks her out <laughs> 
I thought it was fake because I'm like, I thought he was going to do that because you saw him do his little hand in, in this weird kind of like, like a snake head. I wish uh, you all could see it. Yeah. Would you and, like, it is a snake head. Yeah, it's a little That's snake head. And um, when he went to attack her with it, I was thinking like he was joking, but it legit worked. He he hit her in a certain spot in the, her back and she just collapsed on the floor and it fucking worked. So it's like, all right, okay, let's do this. Wow. Uh, so she's knocked out and they look for the drugs because, you know, at the end of the day, they're saving this woman's life yeah. and taking all her drugs. Yeah. Away. So they find the drugs, but there's a little clue because there's a Ooh, box of Mandeos there that's the cereal that they're eating at the house and so he it's like peculiar and it'll come up later but they take her drugs away and then when they're leaving they see fur this is another character that was introduced it's a driver and a friend of theirs yeah they see her hauling ass out of there and they're like what the fuck is she doing yeah there's a red wig on the ground they have no clue why she's there but they're like it's okay Aura's going to be alive. Yeah. And you know what? At the end of the day, she's never going to do drugs again because she's going to, because we scared the <laughs> shit out of her, man. We scared the that shit out of her. That was so sweet that he actually thought that scaring the shit out of her was going to make her not do drugs again. But yes. yeah, that was it really was like cute. like a little ad. They could have had like one of these uh, after school specials. Yeah. How they oh. say scared, scared straight. straight. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So now it's Christmas Eve and Jay has a vision of Ted and the rest of them getting stabbed to yeah. death by Aura. It's getting, a real fucked up scene. They're all getting, well, when we're watching the vision, I thought it was happening. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it could have been a dream vision. But whatever, yeah, but it was, fucking, yeah, it's going to happen. They're all going to die. Happen. So Andy was confused as to what was going on because he doesn't even realize he was dead. What happened because he fucked everything up and fucked over Aura. He fucked everyone. Like he is oblivious oh, to right. how his life got saved. When? Yes. What happened was Aura possessed Jackson and killed him as revenge. That's the big thing that ended up getting. Yeah, that's up. why Jackson earlier. Yeah, that's why he yes. went crazy. And so that never him. happened. And Yay. Andy has no clue what the hell happened up to that point. And now Jackson and them are back in real time. And they both have this vision of this. They're all getting murdered really bad. They're so now I'm sad. starting to think that because Aura possessed Jackson and killed fucking Andy, that she's, she's not. She's not a good person. No, she's. I don't think she. I don't think, she, I don't think she's good. Yeah, no. and it's not because of the drugs. It's everything to do with the fact that she came and she fucking killed. She used someone else's she's body murderous. to kill Andy. But so she was mad at him because you know he yeah, fucked she, her over. He fucked her over. Yeah. That's basically it. So they get fur, which is the friend. She's a driver, and they make it. A she's point not just she, a friend. I think she is well, a little bit of a love interest for Mandeo. <laughs> he's warm for her form so they get her over <laughs> dolly loves it when i say that they get her to come over and they're like what the fuck is going on here and they find out that she's been selling drugs <laughs> that used to belong to a drug dealer named siggy that's what hilarious. happened is that guy died in her car while she was giving him a ride from doing too much drugs that's a nice way of saying that. Yeah. <laughs> so she um, naturally, just, she yeah. just decides she's going to become the new. She uh, 
she takes <laughs> drug the drug dealer operation because it's real easy just slide right in there <laughs> to the drug operation she drops his body off at home and so she's just been selling the the oh coke and the, and the pills and everything on the side because she hates driving and she needs more money yep. of course who wouldn't want to yeah, sell something it's <laughs> free product you know you know this is in that finders keepers okay that's exactly what it is so that's they knew to call her over because mm-hmm. it had to have been somebody they knew because of the damn cereal box yep. the mandeos okay so when confronted she tells them that whole story about oh yeah. yes okay so when when they're they're interrogating her they're asking her like what the fuck happened that night what were you doing there um so she was selling her drugs and they were getting high together she's like so aura is so high that she is scaring the crap out of her like she's like oh i need to get out of here and she gets a little concerned for her life because she starts to talk about a cult a cult that is called the population. The population. That is such a hilarious <laughs> She said it was a name. club. A club. <laughs> she wanted to join oh, called God. the population. But she, because she's tired of not having any fucking money. And she's not a very successful actress. She is like a B actress. But she has like some movies. But she doesn't, she's never really made it in Hollywood. So she heard from the cult that if she makes a human sacrifice. And she's and getting she's closer so and closer. out though yes, when she's saying she's the like story. She's like really pumped telling the story and leaning. <laughs> closer closer to uh fur and fur is getting scared but then she's like i need a, i need to sacrifice a human and then she sits back down but i don't know who <laughs> so yeah so it's not gonna be fur because mm-hmm. fur was who scared that it was her right? because she's right there in front of her no remember ted from the beginning of the movie ted was the guy who came over to andy and said hey help me help me talk to my client aura on the other side so ted was her manager remember she decides aura over here says oh i'm gonna kill ted that's gonna be her human sacrifice to the population yes so she can become famous She's, she's not a, a good person. Terrible fucking person. She's not a good person. And she hates him. She says he sucks. That's yeah. the reason. That and yeah, it's that, that no real yeah, he sucks. That's the reason she chose him. So so she's alive though at yeah. this point. At this point, she's and they're having a discussion like, what should we do with this information that we have? Because they now know that on Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. uh she's gonna sacrifice him and then she's gonna be rocketed into startup like so many a-list oh yeah she was talking about all she's like oh i can't even tell you but you know them (laughs) (laughs) she sounds like a crazy made-up story but so andy's like i don't want anything to do with it she's alive we don't need to do anything at this point because whatever she does that's of her own free will and whatever she wants to do but they're like at the same time they're like we can't let this fucking dude die yeah so jackson and jay decide they're gonna fix it they're Mm -hmm. going to help and andy's like i'm out he pieces out and goes upstairs but so does fur fur is a part of the plan too oh yeah oh yeah fur does say she's gonna go so they have this whole plan that involves fur it has jackson and it has uncle jay mandale (laughs) (laughs) i love that okay so their plan is they're going to uh use fake drugs Mm -hmm. to try to sell to or because they don't want to give her any drugs because yeah they they want her off of drugs and they hope that (laughs) if they can give her fake drugs then Jackson is going to viper hand. This is when we learn what that maneuver is called. It's called the viper hand and yep. put her to sleep. 
safely tucking her away yeah. until after Christmas so that she doesn't kill anybody. And she never does drugs again. Okay, so this is foolproof. This is going to happen. It's going to okay? happen. Meanwhile, Aura, it, she gets like a message from the cult guy and he's like this creepy dude with the mask on and he leaves a message about you have to do your sacrifice and we'll know you did it mm -hmm. and you have to do it by midnight and then you'll get your reward. So she has a time clock stamp whatever you call it on this thing she has to get it done by midnight and it's already like 11 o'clock yes at night they get there they don't have a lot of time yeah they have just a little bit of time little window they arrive and jay is in astral land okay <laughs> now it's astral land drug dealer fur yeah astral land whatever <laughs> drug dealer fur slash siggy <laughs> arrives to bring drugs and she's like i got extra drugs let's do drugs together and aura's like fuck yeah let's do drugs and what the, the they use is coke is they chopped up, uh, they grinded up like candy. Smarties or something. Yeah. I don't know. That's candy. It's candy. It's, it's, it's powder. Candy. <laughs> she tells her, you go first. And first, like, oh, okay. And she snorts up the sugar shit. And she makes the funniest reaction, like, oh, shit, the bird. <laughs> <laughs> and Dolly didn't know that they had they had used candy at I first. guess I, I zoned out for a second or I must have been doing, be on the phone with fucking AT&T or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was on the phone for like an hour and a half. Oh Hilarious. Anyway, so she does her her line and then, um, and then Aura does hers. She's like, this tastes like fucking sugar. And when she looks kind of, you know, acting, reacting weird to it, she sees Jackson's reflection. Yeah. And He's not so he wasn't to do... able to sneak up on no. her because she saw his reflection. And so no viper hand. No viper hand. That's pew. the sound that it would make. Pew, pew. Oh, this is my laser beam sound. Oh. It must have another sound. Um, <laughs> Please so forgive me. Please forgive me for that. <laughs> so yeah, viper hand doesn't work. She turns around and it's oh, actually oh. badass. She's able to protect herself. Remember, she's not a good person. No, but at the but same she's... time, she is a woman that needs to know how to protect herself when some strange dude comes up behind That's her. That's true. And she, she was able. Know who the fuck yeah, he she is. doesn't know who the fuck he is. And, and she's able to knock out or um, knock out fur with a headbutt to her head, which is really nasty. Yeah. And fuck up Jackson at the same time. The both yeah. of them, they're fucking out. And it's probably the drugs too. Like she's all like, oh yeah, up. she's all cooked real up. drugs. Oh you well. Know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe yeah. she's just tough or whatever. She ties them up and she's like, I'm going to sacrifice you tonight. She doesn't have to kill Ted. Yeah. But then what happens? Ted shows mm -hmm. up at the fucking door. Now, remember, Jay is sleeping away and there's nobody to wake him up. Mm -mm. These two dopes that went in there are tied up in the garage because she dragged them over there, too. And Ted arrives weird. He's acting right? really weird. She's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, I just want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. And he felt bad because, you know, they had a bad relationship. He's trying to make amends or whatever, some crap like that. He even makes fun of her because she doesn't have anything set up for Christmas. Yeah. Because like, I'm an asshole and I hate Christmas. <laughs> but uh, 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 he's not there for good reasons. No. He's there for nefarious reasons. Nefarious. <laughs> is how many times we say that word. They're talking in the kitchen and hilariously... One of them is reaching into their pocket for a knife. That's Ted. That's Ted. Fur's reaching for a knife. At the same time, we look at each other. We're like, they're going to sacrifice each yep. other. That's why Ted came. He's in on the fucking cult plan, too. Yeah. So they turn around, and they're both standing with the face off with the knives. Yep. 
They're both. Oh my god! And they keep so, kind of like lunging at each other. It's funny like, because she's uh, a tiny little person. Yes. You know what? It is like the the rate the the aspect like where they're yeah. standing. You can really tell she's way smaller. She's tiny. He looks scared to stab her, and she's kind of like lunging. Yeah, <laughs> she looks so cute. Like, yeah. you <laughs> he said he's gonna act again. That's why he wants to sacrifice her. She's like, you did like one role as a stand-in, and um, you suck. <laughs> but yeah, but he wants to be an actor again, and that's why he's going to sacrifice to the population. So they're over here doing a knife off and everything, and then the knife off. They yeah, decide, she, yes, because she, he tells her, "I'm yeah. proud of you for taking the initiative to try to join this cult." Yeah, he said that, that was weird. You really want to be an actress, and she liked that because before he was calling her uh, lazy that she didn't take initiative, and that's why she wasn't a great actress and was it not a lot of people wanted to work with her well now he's proud of her because she took the initiative to join the population yes so she decides what does she have in the garage oh what does she have she has fur and jackson over there and they each can get what they want they will each sacrifice one person (laughs) and they will both get what they want yes but somebody has arrived to fuck up the plan fuck it up andy does come to the rescue. He wakes up Jay and they discuss what they're going to do. He has a foolproof plan himself, Mm -hmm. which is the stupidest. (laughs) It was pretty dumb. He rings the bell and they notice that their fucking sacrifices have snuck away. They're gone. And answer the door and Andy is pretending to be from the population. He says they don't have to kill anyone anymore because they had too many applicants this year so <laughs> they met their quota so he tries to walk away and of course they see right through that bullshit they drag him in and now he's gonna be a sacrifice jay runs in to save him with a finger gun oh my god a finger gun and he sticks his pretend gun under his shirt no one why would he it's just so funny it's I... under his shirt he has his finger under his shirt but people did that in real life there was that dude who tried to hold up the bank with but, a finger gun under his shirt but in this situation you'd want to show people the gun that's but why it, it doesn't work but it's possible people can try okay <laughs> well he should have learned from that buffoon that, that <laughs> wouldn't work okay so, yeah. so they're all fucking caught that's it okay they're all tied now up. they have plenty of sacrifices and they each pick one to kill and Ted, for some reason, picks he's going to kill the big one, which is Andy. And she's going to kill Fur because she's pissed at her about yeah. the drugs. And then they just start fucking stabbing them. I thought They're- again that they were going to get away. Why does this keep happening? And they just start stabbing. Stab, yes. stab, stab, stab. And they, I like the cutaway scene. It's like it's kind of cutaway so you don't see it actually happening. But you see the shadow of of aura stabbing just going crazy she's, going she's like overboard just and stabbing like, Holy fuck. and when you think she's done stabbing she's just stabbing more she's yeah. just stabbing him she's fucking killing them and then jay he's the last one he's dying and he sees his dad his dad pulls him mm. into astral land and he pulls him back in time he is going to use Jackson again because they can use people's bodies. And you Poor know what? Jackson. I think Jackson's only job in this movie is to be used as like, um, like a puppet almost. Yeah. You know, they use his body and he, to break free. So they, they end up untying each other earlier than they need to. Mm-hmm. Andy never they, yeah, they has to go uh, mess with the door and be a buffoon and get caught. They're all in the car. Yay. They all get away. And Ted and Laura just watch them leave yep. out the window. And then they take off and go get their knives. 
and they fucking start stabbing each other. Each other. That you see them all fucked up just in it's their, so the kitchen. Funny. And it's just fucking hilarious to think that these two assholes are. And nobody feels like, bad though because no. they just let them. Like this just happens because they're, they yeah. were murderers. Yep. And there was nothing they could do about it at yep. the end of the day. And the mask, they didn't feel bad. You're no, right. They yeah, did. Just no. like, yeah. They tried. They tried. And uh, the masked guy is standing there. He was there. He it kind of seemed there. like it was going to be something fake, like the cult yeah. didn't exist. But there really was really a man was. there waiting to see if she was going to make her sacrifice. Yeah. Because earlier in the earlier when they were uh, talking, the masked guy told her, I think, mm. like, you don't have to bring us the sacrifice. We'll know. Yes, we'll know. That's why I was yeah. like, my is it even real? Yeah. So they make it back in time for Christmas midnight and after midnight, the spirit box, they, Jay hears a voice coming from the spirit box. Yeah. And who could it be now? Was his it? daddy. This is dad. His dad is standing behind me. Can't see him. He's yeah. a ghost, but he's talking to him through the spirit box. And mm-hmm. he tells him he needs to move on with his life, yeah. that he'll always be with him. And to use his power wisely. And then he gives a little warning. He says, don't, whatever you do, don't, or something like that. Uh-huh. And it's cut off. And we don't hear what the fucking warning so is. So we thought at first, like, like, somehow we didn't hear correctly. But we also always have, uh, we always watch movies with closed captioning on. Mm-hmm. So, but it's like, did we miss something? So after the movie is done, we rewound to make sure that we didn't miss anything. We didn't. It's, he said. It was vague. So we're not supposed to know what the fuck. He said, it's a warning. So is there going to be another another part to this series? Uh, we'll see. The movie ends up just with Jay making the moves on fur. Yeah. Because he's warm for her form. Jackson's in the kitchen making his... Fried chicken? They keep, bringing <laughs> up, they keep bringing up that Jackson burned down their previous apartment. And that's why they've all been shacked up in the Yeah, city. they're all living in a house, in an apartment together. That uh-huh. is, It was way too small for all of them. And because what did he do? <laughs> he made popcorn soup. And so when he says he's going to make popcorn <laughs> yeah. soup, they go running into the kitchen after him to stop him from making the popcorn soup. And you just hear him say, but I have to add the water to the boiling oil. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? So he does answer our question as to what the popcorn soup is. But then the movie doesn't end. No. We watched through the credits because mm-hmm. we wanted to see. It just had this a feeling. Because it's stuff. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you get that feeling. And um, it's Andy. And yeah. Andy's talking to the spirit box and he wants to speak to Allison. And so he's talking to Allison, his girl, and talking about... I miss you. Oh, it was so sad. And who's Allison? Allison. <laughs> we pan away from him for a second, and we see this lovely picture of Allison, who is a little meow meow. <laughs> it's a and little meow meow. You hear meowing coming over the spirit box. Meowing. And then that's not it, though. Then there's a, a, a huge gust of wind or something that blows through. He's like, <gasps> her soul went through me. <laughs> That was so sweet. I got all teary-eyed. Uh, it did kind of give that. me chills because it was precious. It because was precious. Because it was a cute pre- I wonder if that was a real cat that they were trying to make. Oh, like shut up. Why do you have to make it sad? I didn't. Just, you you know, did. Maybe that's how they honored the spirit of Allison. They had a real picture. It could have been. Oh, it was. It was sweet. And so we were discussing this yeah. movie right away. Mm-hmm. Like this movie. Um, it would be a what, great series. Because we, it is. It's the second one. We're going to go back and watch the first one. But it would make a really good TV series. Yeah. It was. Just as what you could do with a bigger budget, but like extending these to be like short. A whole bunch sequences. of little adventures like this. this would be because fun. it's easy to fuck it up. 
And that is the funniness in it, but it's got that that cool aspect of going off into the yeah. astral. This movie's like a sci-fi horror comedy. Yeah. I would say the horror comedy coming from the slashing and the killing, uh-huh. you know, like I'm the like, what the fuck? Killer. And they don't like they're violent. Yeah, <laughs> what's <that> woman <laughs> She was fucking like I would like to see her in other stuff. I just liked her. I just liked her. I like her a lot too. But yeah, I think this like yeah, this would make a good TV series. Um Netflix, um Shutter. Um, who else is out there? Amazon Prime. Come on. But anyways, we watched this movie on Tubby, and so it was or free. Tubi. We did. We don't know how to pronounce it's it. It's Tubby. It's maybe Tubi. <laughs> Tubi. So we watched it on, on Tubby, so y'all can watch it for free. But it is available like on Amazon and, and yeah, Netflix. we would have rented it. But I didn't tell Dali in time. And then we had to watch it with commercials. Last week, we watched uh, Aquarium of the Dead. We had to rent it on Amazon. Yeah. So it is available on there if you want to go ahead and rent it. And but, yeah, but it's also free on Tubby. So don't forget. You know forget. what commercials are good for? Because when we when we were younger and we were forced to watch commercials, that's when you go get your snacks and shit. Yeah. Or you hurry up and go pee. Okay? Yeah. So just watch it for free. Or if someone's trying to interrupt you and you can't pause it, like, uh, you'd be like, wait uh, till the commercial. Wait, wait, wait till the commercial. Wait, wait, wait. wait. And then commercial type because boom. Then that's when you talk. Them. yep okay so i love it because i think i think they need a, a bigger budget so that they can make more of the spooky elements but whatever they used just to do what they did was perfect mm-hmm. the cast was small so it was perfect oh yeah not getting uh too not in- too many characters and everything going yeah, on you can, yeah you can and and but it was just it had a lot of of good like the story itself of the, the time traveling and using the astral projection. I like that idea. And mm-hmm. I think it could really be expanded upon to make a really good, like horror comedy TV series. It would it'd just be really good. So you think maybe we should ask Scott then if maybe we'll convince him to make a TV That's series. Out. If he hasn't thought of it already, we'll convince him. And then maybe we can, you know, we can get a little cut of that. Oh, we'll yeah, I like that Because you know how they always say idea or story <laughs> by, you know? That's us. Idea for TV series. Hello. Now we're going to get residuals. The, the idea, <laughs> you got to pay them for the idea. When you take their idea and you make it another idea. <laughs> so, all right. So maybe uh, maybe we can ask him that uh, right now. Oh, we can ask him right now, can't we? We can. Okay, so now that we've watched the movie and everything. We watched it. What's our business? What is our business that we need to get across? Our business that we want to get across is mind your business. That's what it is. Just mind kidding. Your business. No, no, no. Don't mind your business. Come back. Come back. No, come back. Because we need you. Business. We need you. We need you. Okay. So we have a uh, membership over at buymeacoffee.com slash nightmare pod. So we'll have our special bonus episode special bonus. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. over there. Again, that is going to be for the movie. Let me see if I can do it. Rope. No, I didn't sound Rope. it. I couldn't do I it. I did a little bit. Anyways. She, can, she can make a pop I made a pop last time. So for the movie Rope that we watched with my child, the fruit from my loins. From your looms. Why was I going to say looms? Fruit <laughs> of the loom. Oh, that's right. <laughs> okay, that's right. That I didn't so know. yeah, um, we have that over for our members over at buymeacoffee.com slash nightmare pod. And we are planning our giveaway. We've got a few things already. We're waiting on something else so that we can add to our special giveaway for one of our 
One of our lucky listeners, for all our listeners, will get a chance. Yeah. Who for doesn't this like giveaway. free shit? It's going to be. Oh, you're so fancy. You don't want free <laughs> shit. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, so now you got me all mixed up. I don't even know what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> so we have, okay, well, yeah, we have a horror movie, Trivial Pursuit. We have a really awesome Tumblr with really. Cool. It's got Freddie on yeah. it. It's got Jason on it. It's really, really good. It's really we have cool. a free t-shirt giveaway that we're going to give to um, some stickers. And then, um, yeah, we'll, we'll find something else to throw in there. And then we'll let you all know how you all can enter for this giveaway because, uh, you know, we, we want you to love us. So. And, and and if we can send it to you, have to be from probably somewhere we can afford to ship it to, unfortunately. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Um, so we'll Alma just ruined the fun. I did. I'm like, she just fucked forget, it up for you don't guys. Don't forget, because I'm like, we don't... All the, anybody who not, who's not in the United States now just completely fucking tuned out. Thanks to Alma. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Alma. Sorry, we love you. Love you. <laughs> anyway. Go visit you in your country, <laughs> because she loves to travel. Because I love to travel. Maybe I'll take it to you personally. <laughs> but anyways, all right, Alma. So that was our little break, and then we'll be right back. All right. Thank you so much, Scott, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. It's a um, pleasure. Yeah, thank you. So we went ahead and we binged your movies. Nice. <laughs> we watched Schlepp. We watched, uh, okay, I'm going to go back to a little story here in a second, but Mandeo of the Dead, Mandeo Returns, love them. And I've watched your YouTube videos as well. It's great. Uh, but thank you. First, I want to say that, um, so you were not late, but we were way early, I guess. Phoenix has a different mountain time than the rest oh. of them. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I get confused with it too. I do. Yeah, but I mean, I guess that's why. I don't know who was the one that I was initially emailing with, but I think they made a point of saying Phoenix. Um, okay. So I was like, I wonder if they said Phoenix for a reason, because I, I typed in mountains uh, uh, standard time, and it was only an hour behind us. But then I typed in Phoenix, and you guys are like two hours behind us. So <laughs> I was like, an Alma... Could have helped I was the first. Yeah, as soon as she said Phoenix, I said they don't do um, daylight savings time in Arizona. I lived <laughs> in Arizona a while back, and I remember that everybody would say it was a big deal. I'm like, it's not a big deal. Just subtract <laughs> or add an hour. <laughs> <laughs> but it does get confusing sometimes, but yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. So let me just pull up my notes. We have, um, again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, this is Scott Dunn, screenwriter, writer, uh, director, actor of Mandau. Uh, Mandau. See, that's the thing. I keep saying Mandau for some reason, so I apologize. I don't know why when I look at Mandeo, I say Mandau, so I apologize. Correct me if you hear me do that again. Mandeo <laughs> of the dead, Mandeo returns, and schlep Alma. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read your um, bio that we found on IMDb. For our listeners, uh, Scott Dunn is a Korean American filmmaker from Illinois. Throughout his childhood, he made films with his friends as a hobby. After graduating high school, he began his career acting in Chicago before moving to LA. He got his first break in a three episode arc in Disney XD's Kicking It. After appearing in several short films and webisodes, Scott switched back to his filmmaking roots. He made his first feature film, Schlepp. Yes, I said it right. <laughs> Which yeah. won Best Comedy Dramedy at the Hollywood Boulevard Film Festival and was nominated in five different categories as the first glance at the First Glance Film Festival. 
And I love that because it says here that's actually Gina Gomez Dunn that wrote that <laughs> that bio. Yeah. And I've uh, I've read some of your interviews where you say she's like the one like you couldn't do this without her. She's like your producer. She's the one that's out there making sure everything gets done. And I just love that. And I love that in the YouTube videos that I was watching. She's also a big part of that as well. <laughs> Oh, she, she's, uh, I mean, she's 50% of this whole thing, maybe more. I don't know. Like, <laughs> like I, I can't say it enough because she's organized and she always has good ideas and, mm -hmm. and, um, helps these projects actually get made. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I can't say it enough. She's definitely Aww, key. That's awesome. Yes. I saw her name listed a lot in the producer credits and creator category. So I thought that was really neat. And many more categories as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Is that your cat? That's my cat. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, going back to you making movies when you were younger with your friends, what kind of movies did y'all make? Oh, man. Uh, I liked horror movies back then, but I wasn't allowed to see them. So I was like trying to guess what Scream was about, and I made that with my friends. <laughs> and, oh, my God. Yeah, it actually, it, it was it, it was fun. It, it makes you use your imagination if you haven't seen the movie before, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but eventually we got into like hour long movies just for fun. Like we didn't have YouTube back then, really. Mm -hmm. Not not when I was starting to do it. And right. and uh, we were making hour long movies and they were comedies. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're sort of like the movies we make now, but not as yeah. polished or not. I wouldn't say polished. They just were. I was young. I was yeah. young. Do they still yeah. exist somewhere out there? They do, but I have to find that hard drive, you know? <laughs> oh, that would be cool to watch. Uh, well, it's kind of like how our podcast got started. Alma and I, when we were younger, um, we used to record ourselves on a tape recorder. A little like, boombox. A little boombox really tape small. recorder. And nice. we'd have our own radio shows, or we would watch a movie like a million times and like have it yeah. uh, memorized practically. So we would just do back and forth dialogue. It's so, it's, I wish those tapes existed because i'd love to hear our little our little minds you know redoing those movies but <laughs> oh, basically yeah. the same thing <laughs> it was cute it was cute we did we tried to act out the parts and we do uh remember soap operas and stuff like oh, that we did like, soap operas. you're we did this character you're that character and just go uh, back and forth <laughs> but yeah that's I missed, awesome that's yeah. awesome I love doing that, but I, when I saw that you did that too, I was like, "Hey, we did we did the same thing." Except now you're successful, and we're just sitting here in our bedrooms uh, asking you to tell us all about your success. <laughs> no, you guys are great. You guys are great. Uh, Thank you. And I love I love that you started that way too, because that reminds me so much of like when I was growing up. But I think a lot of people when they were younger or actually did this more than we think. Like yeah. hearing you did that, that's 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 really great. <laughs> Okay, so um, let's see. What kind of acting did you do in Chicago? Because it says you went, you started acting out of high school. Yeah, well, in high school, it was just with my friends making movies and things like that. But uh, when I went to Chicago, I, I joined um, uh, some comedy training and, and like oh, just yeah. different acting classes. The first thing that actors do when they're trying to, to learn is like they go to audition camps and stuff like oh. that, teach you how to like learn a script really fast and you know, just lots of cliche actor things that you do right when you start. And uh, yeah, that's what I did in Chicago. Chicago was more of like, um, I, I was rooming with some uh, some people who were going to a film school. Mm -hmm. And um, I learned from them a lot of stuff oh, without actually awesome. having to go to college. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, so. Can you hear us? 
Yes, I had to make sure that my cat went away. <laughs> so I put myself on mute. Um, how long were you in L.A. before you decided that you wanted to go back to filmmaking? Um, let's see. I got there in like 2011. And by about 2015, I had done kicking at the Disney show. I think about 2015, Gina and I, my wife, um, we, we decided it was time to go back to what I love. Because I wasn't having very much fun auditioning. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not a great auditioner. I'm really not. Um, but that's when I got back to it. And that's when I started having fun again. I really, I was not having a lot of fun, uh, trying to go to other people's auditions and stuff. I I'm too picky. Like I'm too picky. Like I like, uh, I want to make the movies I want to make and no one was going to cast me in what I want to do anyway. So, um, Mm -hmm. it it was a great thing. I, I, I I don't look back. I love that we made that decision to make our own stuff. That's awesome. Did you uh, find any inspiration from other screenwriters and directors to just, you know, do your own, to do your own movies? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I was watching a lot of mumblecore movies and uh, Mark and Jay Duplass were a big one for me. Um, The Duplass brothers, they make all these low budget movies and they make a bunch of them and they take the power into their own hands, meaning they don't wait for other people to give them permission and they don't wait for big budgets. That's Mm -hmm. that's a key because... You know, if we were waiting for the right budget, that I'd still be waiting, right? Like you have to make it on um, very little. And yeah. so Mark and Jay Duplass and um, Greta Gerwig was a big one, and uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of people. Well, I know that initially um, I started following y'all on um, Twitter. There was a conversation about diversity in movies, diversity in horror movies, and all that. And so I'm watching your your movies, and it's very obvious. I don't know if it comes naturally or if it's intentional, but there's that spectrum of diversity in your movies, whether it be ethnically, gender, culturally. Um, is that intentional on your, on your part, or do you just find yourself naturally in that environment of creatives who happen to be a diverse uh, a group of people? I think it's just natural. It's natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like we have to force it, but we like it. And I think naturally attract it because we, yeah, mm-hmm. that's who we're hanging out with and, right. um, and, and always want to include it, you know, but I think it's better when it comes naturally like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it is important because sometimes I'm looking you know, I, I mean, you never underestimate what it's like to see someone who looks like yourself on screen and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think it's, it's important. And, um, but yeah, it comes naturally. Well, I love that. Yeah, we sure notice because, like you said, it's nice to see or feel like you're being represented on the screen. But we notice that because we're not used to seeing it as much. But you also have a lot of chemistry that is noticeable. Everyone looks so comfortable. I did read, I think, uh, another interview where you wrote about that, um, how you got along, because that does even more with let's say less budget mm-hmm. and really concentrates more on your writing because you all were just, it just like friends. Flowed. Yeah. Like, hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause it's true. I mean, that's the biggest thing we have with no money is, is chemistry. Like you said, and, uh, and, and it's fun, you know, when you're making these movies, it can be monotonous. So you should be having fun with the people on, on set. And we do, we do like the, the laughter keeps us going and it's just it's just fun it's like hanging out with friends i mean it is it is hanging out with friends we didn't know all of them at first but we've worked on three movies and uh gotten to know each other very well and now we are 
good friends. That's awesome. Friends. I love that. Yeah. Well, um, we kind of touched upon it a little bit, but as a Korean American, how aware were you when you started uh, either acting or filmmaking about that lack of diversity in film? Were you aware of it? Did you not think about it or um, did it affect you at all? I was aware just as an actor because I was auditioning a lot and I just um, never felt like I was right for anything. And and what they would call me in for was kind of like, oh, they only see you in a certain way. Okay. Mm. As an Asian person, right? Like, okay, I get you. They, they have a very yeah. small uh, idea of yeah. what that can be. And I hope that, that that changes because they wanted us to be happy after like Crazy Rich Asians came out. It's like, there, there's one. Okay. <laughs> see ya. And um, I was like, let's do more. Let's do more. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm definitely aware of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, because me and Adam, I talk about it all the time. Every time we watch a horror movie, because, you know, obviously that's our podcast. And it's just like um, they, there's a brown person and it's like she could be like Mexican or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's a brown person. I'm like, betcha she's the maid. Betcha she's going to get killed here soon. <laughs> and he's like, maid. If almost we watched always. like three movies in a row, it was like three maids. And it was just like, <laughs> like and oh. I did oh. <laughs> it's like sometimes I think that um, I, I was listening to another um, somebody talking about how do you write for diversity and it's like mm. you don't necessarily have to write that the character yeah. is let's say uh, some other type of race or whatever it's just that they just have to be open to letting anyone audition for a part exactly. that they want yeah. specifically yeah. Mm-hmm. spot on spot on yes but um, your wife is Latina. Uh, so do you mm-hmm. find that the projects that you're both, uh, you know, that you're both working on, that that is helping to, I don't know, uh, speak more to that diversity? Do y'all, uh, I know you said that you didn't start intentionally doing it with that diversity in mind, but do you find that now that you are, um, you're very obviously a diverse, talented uh, a couple that you're wanting to work a little bit more to raise that awareness of diversity? Yeah. Yeah. More and more and more, more and more. I think it is important. You don't think it's a, maybe we didn't know it, how important it was at the beginning, but as the years have gone on, yeah, absolutely. I don't think any movie we make will be absent mm-hmm. of that kind of diversity and, and to push for more. Yeah. And um, because I mean, uh, you know, Hollywood's not the only game in town. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, like YouTube is, my wife and I talk about New Hollywood all the time, and mm-hmm. and we're like, "What is that anyway?" And I kind of realized that on YouTube, there's a whole bunch of people cropping up that are doing what they want to do and mm-hmm. what they think is is what they want to see, you know. And that's good because Hollywood has a very—you'll be very disappointed if you rely on Hollywood to give you what you think is needed. You yeah. gotta go and give it, give it yourself. Exactly. So I'm I'm thankful for YouTube, uh, I guess. YouTube you know? is yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm um, bring... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, but Gina and I, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just thankful. It's kind of an interesting union, uh, mm-hmm. she and I, just like, I'm half Korean and she's yeah. Latina. And uh, yeah. it's 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 a good it's a good mix. I like it. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alma, um, you want to talk about Mandeo of the Dead so I don't mess up the... I keep saying Mandeo for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I can't... <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Uh, Mandeo of the Dead. Uh, would you like to say what it is in your own words? Or I can read a quick um, little synopsis that I pulled up. Could you read the synopsis? That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, if you could astral project back in time and stop a murder, would you do it? Slacker Jay Mandeo and his sidekick Jackson are about to find out. It premiered at the San Diego Comic Con in 2019. When you began on this movie, did you already have an idea? Um, 
that this would be a series or that you would make sequels? No, no, not really. Not really, because um, th- this movie came after... Uh, Gina and I did a Kickstarter for another movie that, that never ended up getting made, and it was a huge failure. And we were kind of licking our wounds, and we were like, no, we get, we, let's make a movie. Let's, uh, we we want to make a movie. Let's make another movie. So we scrounged up like ten to $13,000 and, and made this one. We had no idea it was going to be like a series of things. But as we were making it, it was just really, really fun. And obviously the plot kind of, you could do more. The, the plot uh-huh. does have room to do more. But as we were doing the movie, the cast and crew kept saying, I bet let's in the sequel we should do, you know, whatever. And we kept imagining it. Uh-huh. And and so that kind of led to like, well, what would that be? So I wrote one and and there you go. I mean, it came from having fun. It came yeah, from and it fun. just seemed to come naturally because one of our first thoughts when we were watching it was this would make an excellent TV A TV series. series. Like many yeah. little yeah, you stories. Can, any, you can think of like a like you Gosh. know like ten different scenarios to put Jay and the crew in and um, oh, yeah. and work on it. But the the big theme of astral projection um, that we noticed. What started your interest? Do you have like experience with lucid dreaming? I mentioned lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis because I've experienced that so much in my life. And oh. um, astral projection, it seems like they kind of go um, like one come is born from the other. So yeah. do you have a lot of interest in that or do you uh, study it? I, I, I do have a lot of interest in it. And my friends, when I was growing up, there was my friend, he said that he was able to lucid dream and he would tell me what that was like. And I was very jealous because it sounded amazing. Like, wow, I'd love to control my dreams. Oh yeah. And I, I've tried to astral project. I, I have to be honest, I haven't been very successful, but I'm super interested in it. And there's a movie called Insidious. Have you guys seen it? Yes, it's one of my favorite. I just watched it again recently. <laughs> yeah, it's a great one. I mean, that yeah. was the first time I really saw astral projection used the mm-hmm. way, like the way they did it, and I was like, "Wow!" And I think that movie specifically got me. I want to make my own, but add some comedy to it because I thought that movie was very, very fun, and mm-hmm. I wanted to add some comedy to it. And uh, yeah, but but that's interesting that you lucid dream and stuff. I'd love to hear about that sometime. Oh, I know. Uh, it's just a big, if we talk about, we even, uh, we did, um, when we were talking about Nightmare on Elm Street on one oh, yeah. of our previous episodes, oh, yeah. the thing is our family all experiences uh, sleep paralysis throughout our lives. I seem to go through it a lot because I have trouble sleeping, but lucid dreaming was something that I realized I could do back um, in my teen years that I really don't talk about a lot, but because mostly when, when we experienced it, we thought it was more supernatural. Yeah and scary and kind of when we interacted with other adults talking about our sleep paralysis or other things like that they would think it was something bad and so um then we didn't really (laughs) want to talk about it much but because i was a terrible insomniac it triggered a lot of sleep paralysis episodes but i learned to just relax in my dreams and accept it. And one of those, the out of body experiences that you have, I won't go too much into it, but that is something that I've always kind of enjoyed about the the sleeping aspect, just letting yourself go with it. That feeling yeah. of being out of your body. Um, that's where a lot of people think uh, the whole idea, the concept of being, you know, what's the word abducted or something yeah. like oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, oh yeah, I can go on about it. But I love that you have a lot of interest in that because yeah. that is one of the most interesting aspects to me of like 
the supernatural mm-hmm. uh, uh, and that that's why I really enjoyed in see it's one of the few movies too that I've seen that really has that that idea being so well done I love that yeah I know I, I uh, the sequels aren't as good to me but the first one is just like oh so good so and good and thanks for sharing the- by the way oh sorry <laughs> Um, but yeah. when you have the the um, the astro, I, I I don't ever know what to call it, the astral plane or whatever in the movie. Yeah, I like that you chose. I don't know if it was uh, intentional for budgetary reasons or if that's how you see it. But kind of like that dark room, you know, it's it's yeah. black and yeah. it's you guys that are ones that are like uh, are most prominent in it. You know, whereas you could have done it like a light airy room, which is probably what I used to think of what it would look like with lots of colors. But you decided to go more, you know, like the the dark um you know way yeah you know uh thanks for bringing that up i i really because i really liked it too and when you think of dreams sometimes it is like things are blacked out around you except for what you're focusing on Mm -hmm. sort of and and when we were on set the lighting gets you in the mood it felt like uh like we were really in the astral realm and um yeah it gets you in the mood yeah it's simple too yeah very simple well. It was really effective. Okay, so for, in the second like, movie, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> we're just talking over each other. <laughs> Go ahead. I think there's just a little delay, but I was saying you did a lot with yeah, um, with that budget that you had for that specifically. We really enjoyed. Yeah. I love the colors, um, the the way that it looked like it flowed and everything. You can tell it was just every every. It just looked like that was done so well that it was just mm-hmm. it just it was brilliant. We thought. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. So in Mandeo Returns, we start off where the first one ended and we yeah. get a little bit more information about the father character in this. Um, now in the first movie, we see that uh, Jay is holding on to some guilt from that relationship when the father passed away. Um, is there going, to, do you think in this second movie, Mandeo Returns, was there a process of, do you think he f- was able to forgive himself in that? Were you trying to, if, when I'm looking at it, I think that there was a forgiveness process, but I could be reading too much into it. So um, if you could explain that a little bit. I just, in this second one, I, I wanted him to come to, to terms with the fact that his dad's not there and mm-hmm. that he's, you know, and that uh, you can't keep looking to the past all the time. Mm-hmm. I think, in fact, I thought to myself, Jay is able to travel astral plane, like on the astral plane, he's able to travel back in time easily because he's always like living in the past. You know what mm. I mean? And in, in oh. fact, you know, this movie is kind of about that arc where like, don't live in the past so much, kind of let's be present. And he's learning to li- to like love and enjoy his family, his friends. And that, that was kind of important for me. Like as far as Jay's arc in this one was like, mm-hmm. he really, he has accepted this group as his friends. He's accepted that his dad's no longer there, but he can make him proud still mm-hmm. and move and, and live in the present. In fact, if we do more of these, I think that that's going to have an effect too. Like him living in the present might affect the, his ability to travel. And that could be a problem actually. And, and something that could be something that could be really interesting. Oh, but, I love um, that yeah that's awesome <laughs> but no i i that when you said right now the fact that he lives in the past so much is what helps him do that i i hadn't even thought of that that's i love that so much um <laughs> now it's giving me Thanks. ideas but okay so <laughs> the nephew character uh jackson right <laughs> okay yeah, i know yeah. i know we're it's, dying to talk about this just dying <laughs> it's so it's so funny because obviously y'all make um 
um, comments about like maybe he's not blood, you know, related, but he's just always like yeah. Uncle Jay, Uncle Jay, and we think that relationship <laughs> is so precious. So you don't have to tell us, you know, if if you're going to reveal it, but um, is are you going to go more into that backstory later, or do you want to just keep it kind of like a fun little backstory <laughs> that we're not really meant to know about? It's just a, a comedic little you know addition. It's just, it's just kind of funny, but like, uh, in the first movie he says, there's this one line where I'm like, he's like, I, I kind of explained that my sister married his dad for a month. Oh, and I so that's that. why he, yeah, it's in the first one. It's in the okay. first one. Okay. And, and he, and that's why he calls me uncle Jay. I mean, I, I barely, you know, <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I know. It's, it's really funny. Thank you. <laughs> Because there's that one part um, where you all were talking about whether it runs in the family and he gets all excited because it, whatever it was, was it, I don't know if it was the after projector, he's all like gets excited, like it, he could be able to do it. And you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Jay and Andy exactly. both make the face, the character exactly. towards Jackson and they're like, yeah, okay. And that was just, it was hysterical. It was hysterical. <laughs> okay. Oh, Jackson. He's so lovable, you know? Oh, love him, love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Alva, do you want to ask these next questions? Do you want me to do um, Let me see. Um, both the Mandale movies are science fiction, comedy, horror genres. Uh, does comedy come natural to you or did you choose comedy as to be like the, the, like the highlight of what you write and direct? Um, when you're working in indie film, I just, we don't have a lot of money, right? And and I just think that the audience, a special effect can be a comedy too. Like special effects are like chemistry, lightness, comedy that makes people lose themselves, but not take it too seriously. Cause you know, we're not, we don't have a Hollywood budget. So I don't want to make you try and take something seriously that's kind of um, has no money, but chemistry and comedy can really elevate something that costs like very little in my oh, opinion. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot yeah. of sense. We we do enjoy a lot of B horror too, um, because we do appreciate that aspect. I we watched a movie um, called Lamageddon that had like a tiny budget, looked like just friends did it. But yeah. it is true because you have to take yourself, um, you know, not take yourself as seriously if you're trying to do something yeah. with a smaller, you know, with a tighter budget. That does lighten it up a lot. It does. Mm -hmm. It makes sense. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just something I found because I do see a lot of people do like straight up serious movies. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes, it, and they don't, and they don't add lightness into it too. So you're like, wow, this is so serious. And it's like it has room for some comedy here. Yeah. Watch any Spielberg movie; it's like it's intense and action packed sometimes, but there's comedy in it too, yeah. and it keeps you engaged. So mm -hmm. yeah. Well, it's kind of like real life, you know, even when we're having shitty moments in life and all that, we like with at least with with Alma and I like our coping mechanism is is humor. I mean, we could be having like the worst day ever. And like our, even at our mother's funeral, we're just like, you know, we'll be you know, it's just like we, we interject. You think of those, yeah. those fun stories. You got it. I mean, yeah. life isn't always, you know, just black and white. But anyways, I, we just love that yeah. the, the comedy elements in your movies and everything. It's 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 great. But you mentioned you. the um, sorry, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say you mentioned the um, like the 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 low budget, so you're not able to use like a. Uh, 
Well, I personally like when you're doing the time traveling, it, it gave me the, the graphics that you all used. It gave me kind of a, a Doctor Who vibe. I don't know if you've ever, if you've heard anybody say that before, but um, it, it, that's what I, I got when I'm looking, I'm like, oh, it's very Doctor Who. And it's just like, so I just wanted yeah. to share that because um, that's kind of like how I think, even though Doctor Who is a very um, obvious, uh, popular uh, franchise, it still has those elements of looking and I'm not saying this in a mean way because I love Doctor Who, but a, a little bit low budget sometimes because, you know, when yeah, you have the different yeah. elements. So I love that, um, you know, that that your movie kind of gave me that that vibe. So anyways, <laughs> I had to I had to check out on Doctor Who because I hear about it all the time and I have heard a comment, I think, uh-huh. like that about like maybe it kind of it reminds them of that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Stargate. I don't know. Have you guys seen Stargate? Yeah. Like that. They're, yeah, that the way- portal thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the portal. That, that was kind of from there, too. Yeah. Okay. So, Schlepp, we left Schlepp for last, even though it was your first movie, because uh, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Oh, thank <laughs> so you. So, I, I, I watched it last night so far. Listeners, I'm going to read it real quick, the description. But um, it is, spend the weekend with Scott as he goes to the desert to reclaim his girlfriend from a misunderstanding. Along the way, he must duck and dodge her nunchuck-wielding brother, bond with his newly married best friend and witness a meddling uh, Reiki enthusiast attempt to wreck their marriage again. It's awkward. And I, I, I watch a lot of indie films because, you know, like, I think kind of like what you said with, with, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't love Hollywood big budget movies, but I find that you can see a lot more story sometimes in that chemistry with indie films. And this one was just, I loved it so much. Um, it was, it had a serious uh, subject matter, you know, this dude, you know, he cheats on his girlfriend and then he, you know, yeah. she finds out and all that, but you're able to put in that comedy perfectly, you know, with the friend and then his wife. And, and I just really enjoyed it when it was done. I looked over, it was like, I, why have I not heard of this movie before? I, I, I really loved <laughs> it. It was great. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank you. <laughs> and that was such a, such a learning experience because that was our first movie, like you said, and um, it, it took us three attempts to make it. Mm. And oh man, that, that's a whole other, a whole <laughs> other thing. Like, oh my gosh, I mean, that's how we learned to make movies was mm. that that one. Mm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah. was a it was a really pleasant surprise because I didn't look up anything before I watched it. I just like to just um, put things yeah. on, and then if I love it, I love it. I don't like to base <laughs> what other people say, yeah. like on my opinion of watching something. And yeah. mostly when I watch, I try to look for the, the highlight, the thing that I do like about it. It was well done, but the character development, the chemistry, everybody, uh, it was really well written. And I was just mm-hmm. like, how haven't I come across this? And I actually watched it with my husband. And he loved it. And it's really strange for him to like the movies that I watch. Sometimes he gets really tired. We watch way too much horror, true crime. And so he, afterward, he said, um, wow, that was really good. And um, he said, it's not like the other movies you watch. And I go, oh, I forgot to tell you it wasn't like a horror movie. And he goes, well, I figured that out about an hour into the movie. <laughs> he said, I kept waiting for a ghost or someone to get killed. <laughs> and he said, after about an hour, he felt like, okay, they're not going to kill anybody. And it was just like, yeah, that was really good. It was just uh, just very different from the movies that I normally watch. So it was just a pleasant surprise and really enjoyed it. Oh, that's awesome. Wow. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. so, uh, that's on my did you where'd you guys watch it uh youtube or i think no. i rented it 
It was oh, Amazon. Yeah? Okay. Amazon, yes. Yeah, Amazon, okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. Just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs> oh, and, and for our listeners also, so they know where we watched them, we rented, I rented this one, but also the other movies were on Tubi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, is man- that how you pronounce it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Mandare okay. Returns is on Tubi, and then the first movie I have on Amazon as well as my YouTube channel. So it's mm-hmm. it's there too. I put the movie on YouTube. Um, for oh, free as well. okay. Oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Okay, so I do want to discuss, like, in all three movies, there seems to be um, an underlying theme of, and and forgive me for, like, maybe, like, uh, like putting my own life into it, but there's a little bit of, uh, we, we, talk, we touch upon mental health a little bit. So there's, like, you know, depression, uncertainty of your future, guilt. Was that intentional, or did that just kind of evolve as you were writing the stories that, you know, there was more going on, like, under the surface of, of these characters? Well, usually I start with like a hook that I like, something something non-emotional that I, I just kind of get excited about. But then later on, you have to fill in some things like um, mm-hmm. like from your own life to give characters something to grow from. Like mm-hmm. uh, you say guilt and depression. Yeah, that, that's just part of me sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the guilt, the depression, the, the mm-hmm. like fears. I mean, I think everyone, everyone yeah. feels this, right? So, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. But in the art world, too, like when you're when we're making, we're artists. All you guys, me, uh, everyone who's an artist, uh, that's gonna just be part of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, depression is part of it, especially during yeah. the 2020. That that oh, was God. tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, I think yeah. this was our our um, escape doing our podcast together yeah. during that time. It really yeah. brought um, something out of me to just start. Uh, Valia helped me so much, but just being together, meeting, we watched yeah. the movies together, doing something and just mm-hmm. continuing because there was just a lot of uncertainty, a lot of fears, but you oh, can see yeah. that a lot in the movies, especially in uh, Schlepp, just kind of of seeing that that development through there and how yeah. he was getting through the weekend, but which is also <laughs> really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's these movies, they they that you can't help it. it. It's part of you, like the, mm. the characters you oh, play yeah. and, and the, and the other characters are part of you too. You're writing them and yeah, it's, but it's cathartic after the movie's done. It feels like you can close a chapter on that thing, you know, whatever it was at that time. Okay. And, uh, I, I'm I was going to ask that. that. Yeah. I was going to ask if that helped yeah. with you personally while you were going through that. That's absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. For many reasons, not, not only emotional, but the, the way how long it took to get that movie right and learn the things you need to make a good movie. Mm-hmm. After you come out of it, it's like, wow, we, we fought a war or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was great. Awesome. It was great. Well, yeah, I mean, we talk about all the time how horror is how we cope. I mean, um, people think of horror as like, you know, it's just always going to be bad. But it's, it's, it's interesting. We're seeing a lot of conversation now going on about uh, the psychology of horror and, and horror being um, just a, a, a something that actually helps people with mental illness. And it, it, that's kind yeah. of, you know, how me and Alma have always felt. It's just like, you know, we have fun. We go in and it's just like. Uh, you can't always control your life, but you sit down with for a moment and you get to like, just, you know, let this all out during a horror movie. And then afterwards it's like, it's exhilarating somehow, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, we survived that. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I love that you bring that up. Horror. It does represent like you guys are, you're watching the movie and you're, you're seeing this danger, but you're also like rooting. I I don't know. There, it makes you feel alive. It Uh, makes you feel very alive. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's yeah. always somebody to root for, even if it's on the <laughs> the killer side. <laughs> that guy deserves yeah. it. It's like a revenge movie. But there's a lot of diversity diversity in the genres themselves, yeah. the different kinds, and that's why we appreciate like um, horror comedy because mm-hmm. you you just take yourself. You know, you have to. Like, you know what we're it, watching, and sometimes it's fun and it's good to have that excitement, that thrill from watching something that also makes you laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite um, like horror subgenre that um, that you enjoy? I like horror horror, horror sci-fi. Uh, I like oh, horror comedies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I I loved Shaun of the Dead, and I oh, loved. Yes. Um, gosh, there's so many that it's hard. To, like I, it's hard to think of right now. But I love Ch- uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. <gasps> oh my god, yes, that's, that one, of yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's it's so great. well done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I love I, that's what the thing. Horror has so many great subgenres, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and and that's why it's like you can't just say horror. Horror is vast. It's got yes. so many. That's what's so cool about it. Mm-hmm. It's really risen in the last twenty years, I guess. Yeah, 10, 20 absolutely, years. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, talking a little bit about comedy now. Uh, your YouTube channel, which, like I said, I've I've been watching the videos. I love it. So, do, are you putting out a video every week right now? Yeah, every week. So we, we want to get more consistent with that. But I'm also working on a new project with some of the people from Mandeo of the Dead. Um, it, it's about a glitch in the Matrix. Um, like, have you ever heard of, like simulation theory and glitches in the Matrix? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I, I, I'm very fascinated by it. So I've got this, um, I guess you could call it series, a little series coming up that we'll be working on soon. But yeah, it's a new video every week. Um, oh, that's awesome. Skits and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, because you, you mentioned The Matrix. It's kind of funny. You have a funny Keanu Reeves uh, <laughs> video. It's like, you actually do a really good funny Keanu Reeves. So that's funny. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, I, I found it kind of, you have a video called Hapa and Latinx Couple. So you do talk about the fact that you're Hapa and your 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 wife is Latina. So I did like that. It's just like, kind of like, I don't know. I just found that interesting that you do we're, acknowledge it very outwardly. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do it again. We have a whole line of those that we want to do because, I mean, it's just interesting us, our living situation, how mm-hmm. we met and things like that. The culture is kind of coming together. Oh, yeah. So we'll be making making more of those too. Yeah, oh, That's cool. Okay. Yeah. So, well, we've already taken up a lot of your time. So um, question, if you, we talked a lot about low, uh, doing filmmaking with low budgets and all that. Do you have any advice for people who, um, yeah, they don't have the connections, they don't have the money uh, or whatever, and they want to go into filmmaking? What's What were some ways that you started or where you went to to go look for kind of resources to get started? Okay, let's see. Watch um, a bunch of indie movies. Uh, watch the Duplass Brother movies because they have the indie film mindset that you'll probably need. Mm-hmm. Watch my movie Schlepp. That's a good one. Um, go Go to my YouTube channel and watch the making of Schlepp. Um, if anyone's in the audience listening who wants to make their own movie, I will I detail kind of how <laughs> how many mistakes I made, but hopefully my mistakes can like m- oh, yeah. like help you help you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know. Watch indie movies and and pick up your phone and make something because the first few movies are gonna they they might be crappy anyway. So just make it, mm-hmm. make it, and they'll get better over time. Like just get started now. I guess is what I should say. I love that because that's actually, I hear that a lot with just so many different things, not just, you know, specifically filmmaking is like, just do it, just do it. Just try. Uh, I heard a saying recently, what is it? It's a 
uh, launch it broken, fix it live. You know, just just start doing it, and then, then you'll you'll learn uh-huh. to like you know yeah. Uh, You'll, like you'll fix that. it along like the way. That. Yeah, I really like that because that's like my life. Yeah. Right now. But um, <laughs> so you already started talking about future projects. You mentioned that you're going to be doing. It, it, I take it it's going to be a web series, the the Matrix one. Yeah. The glitch in the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. Um, anything else that we can look forward to? You know, I, I I'm trying to figure out what I want to do, what what we all want to do with Mandeo. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you guys brought up the the series. Because <laughs> that would be, that would be, we, we think so too. We think that would be really, it's perfect for that. Um, mm-hmm. We might do something for YouTube. It's same kind of quality mm-hmm. as the movies, mm-hmm. but kind of more episodic, but they tell a bigger story. So it's like a movie yeah. made for YouTube. I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can use a lot of those um, small ideas, those little things that have come up along the way during the movie, like we should do this and we should do that. Uh-huh. That's why we thought short yeah. episodes would be, just a great use of the big idea, the big picture mm. idea that you have yeah. going on in the series. Yeah. This you know, is really good. Is we so... enjoyed it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And and that, that excites me. It makes me want to work on it more. So, yeah. And I agree with you. It has more opportunities in the short form. Yeah. Yeah. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, again, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning. Um, oh, thank really you. appreciate it. And, you know, me and Alma had been sitting here for an hour like idiots. So <laughs> I'm so, uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 We're no, really no, good no. company to ourselves. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm just laughing at myself because I can't believe I, it's a quick Google search. All I had to do was go into Google and I was like, Alma, please don't get mad. But look at what time it is there right now. <laughs> I didn't like even that. look. So that's the best part is that I never, I never even looked at the time. Um, but um, I know you've mentioned some of um, um, already going through, but do you, um, do you use any social media where you put announcements as to what you're working on or uh, where, you know, we can follow along your projects and stuff like that? I, I have, uh, you can find me on um, Twitter, Instagram. Um, on Twitter, I'm Scotty Dunnit, uh, S-C-O-T-T-Y-D-U-N-N-I-T. Mm-hmm. And on Instagram, I'm at Scotty Dunn Did It. So on, That's cool. <laughs> uh, on, Twi- on Twitter, I kind of make some announcements and share my stuff. On Instagram, I actually put some of my short videos like directly on it for them to oh, watch okay. and, and just kind of discover. But go to doneitfilms.com. Okay. And uh, if, you're, if you're looking to find out our movies, all our information is there. You can watch all our movies, find out where to watch it. It has links. It has reviews. It has all. So Dunnett Films is a great place to to and and we'll have our merch store up soon, too. Oh, fun. So, yeah. <laughs> we so, yeah, have merch. <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. Um, so for me personally, Twitter, Instagram, and you can go to Dunnett Films. Okay, awesome. And we will put listeners all that in our show notes. So again, thank you so much. Alma, we're going to close out real quick. Alma, where can everybody find us? Uh, you can reach us at nightmaremoviepodcast.com. Our email is nightmaremoviepodcast at gmail.com. Instagram at nightmaremoviepodcast. And you can twat Dali over on Twitter. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Never remember. It. And Nightmare on Fifth. That's Nightmare on Five T H. And if you want to support our podcast, head on over to buymeacoffee.com slash nightmare pod and you can support us there. Again, thank you so much, Scott Dunn. Scott Dunn, we thank really, you really so appreciate much for your time. It. We really thank appreciate you. it. I love being on. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Nightmare on Fifth Street, a horror movie podcast. 
If you like what you heard, don't forget to follow and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Also, leave a review or share what movie you would like us to discuss. As always, thank you for listening.